Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 51. Eternal mind the potter is, and thought the eternal clay. The hand that fashions is divine, his works pass not away. Man is the noblest work of God, his beauty, power, and grace immortal, perfect as his mind, reflected face to face. Hymn number 51. scriptural will be given by Nancy from New Jersey. 1 Corinthians For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. 
the last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Howbeit, that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterward that which is spiritual. The first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. And as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained, that we should walk in them. And that ye put off the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, proving that which is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. Let's now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science Textbook. Our Father, which art in heaven, our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious, hallowed be thy name, adorable one, thy kingdom come, thy kingdom is come, thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 181. Loving Father, we thy children look to thee in fear's dark night, while the angels of thy presence guide us upward to the light. Hymn number 181. to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion, which is where we discuss the week's lesson and how to make it very practical to us in living our lives. And we had a really good one today. So if you missed it, or if you'd like to hear it again, you can find it on our website, plainfieldcs.com. And you can also find it on our 
Vimeo channel and our YouTube channel. We have a Sunday school that meets for children that meets every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. And that Sunday school has its own dedicated teleconference number so that children out who live outside of the area can attend. And many of our Sunday school children do attend via telephone. And that means that if you don't live in the area and have a child of Sunday school age, uh, you child can attend via telephone. So call us. We'll give you the number and would be very happy to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15 where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives literally saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And we have a dedicated nursery for infants and toddlers for, at all of our services. We have, I believe, 17 different websites, most of which are in languages other than English, so that the truth of Christian science reaches millions of people around the globe, in many cases, in their own language. And everything we offer on our websites is free of charge. You can listen, read, download, and everything comes with, from the love of this church. So, and one of the things that, uh, there's a really good article that's featured on our English website that I wanted to <clears throat> recommend. An article uh, entitled, The Brother's Keeper, by Mary Brookins. What does it mean to be your brother's keeper? Well, this is a really good article. I recommend it highly. And everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. Now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from our textbook, Science and Health, with Key to the Scriptures. And that reading, which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Betty from California. Stage 604, Insanity and Epilepsy Healed. While an inmate of the State Asylum for the Insane at Middletown, Connecticut, an epileptic, and at times confined in my bed with bilious attacks, pronounced incurable by, doc by the doctors, at least six in number, the book Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy was placed in my hands. After reading a few pages, I became very much impressed with the truth therein stated, and although I was surrounded with opposition, I knew that underneath are the everlasting arms. Since that time, past the middle of the year, 1899, I have kept pressing on until I have been healed by reading Science and Health. At times, I was beset by what seemed unconquerable opposition. 
until the first week in October 1904, when, upon going to my home in Darien for a visit, I was given my liberty, and I am now earning my living in this city. After having been subject to epileptic attacks since 1892, and at one time pronounced dying by the doctor in charge, I am now well, and I have had no fit or symptoms of any since the first week in May 1904. I trust that this testimony to the healing power of truth realized by reading Science and Health, for I had no treatment, may reach the eye of some to whom the battle seems long and inspire them with fresh courage and a realization of the worth of the victory. I am filled with inexpressible gratitude and love to God and to Mrs. Eddy, Mrs. B. B. C., Stanford, Connecticut. The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page 12 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Adam and Fallen Man. The golden text is from Isaiah. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. The responsive reading is from Isaiah. <clears throat> For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness Awake, awake, put on thy strength, O Zion. Put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city. For henceforth there shall no more come into thee the uncircumcised and the unclean. Shake thyself from the dust. Arise and sit down, O Jerusalem. Loose thyself from the bands of thy neck, O captive daughter of Zion. For thus saith the Lord, Ye have sold yourselves for naught, and ye shall be redeemed without money. Break forth into joy, sing together, Ye waste places of Jerusalem, for the Lord hath comforted his people. He hath redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord hath made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. Craig will now read. The Bible. O Lord, 
How manifold are thy works! In wisdom thou hast made them all. The earth is full of thy riches. Genesis. And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. Genesis 2. Thus the heavens and earth, thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. But there went up a mist from the earth, and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib, which the Lord God had taken from man, made he a woman, and brought her unto the man. And Adam knew Eve his wife, and she conceived, and bare Cain, and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And Cain talked with Abel his brother, and it came to pass, when they were in the field, that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and slew him. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. And now art thou cursed from the earth, which have opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. When thou tillest the ground, it, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond shalt thou be in the earth. Mark, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized of John in Jordan. And straightway coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens opened and the spirit like a dove descending upon him. And there came a voice from heaven saying, Thou art my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. 
John. Now there was at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie, and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, and took up his bed, and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. Afterward Jesus findeth him in the temple, and said unto him, Behold, thou art made whole, sin no more lest a worse thing come unto thee. The man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus which had made him whole. And therefore did the Jews persecute Jesus and sought to slay him because he had done these things on the Sabbath day. But Jesus answered them, My father worketh hitherto, and I work. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do. For what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. For the Father loveth the Son, and showeth him all things that himself doeth. And he will show him greater works than these, that ye may marvel. I can of mine own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just, because I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father which hath sent me. Romans. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, 
nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. First Corinthians, for as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Carol will now read. I will read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. <clears throat> Genesis 1, verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. To emphasize this momentous thought, it is repeated that God made man in his own image to reflect the divine spirit. Divine love blesses its own ideas and causes them to multiply, to manifest his power. Man is not made to till the soil. His birthright is dominion, not subjection. He is Lord of the belief in earth and heaven, himself subordinate alone to his maker. This is the science of being. Genesis 2, verse 1. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. Thus the ideas of God in universal being are complete and forever expressed. For science reveals infinity and the fatherhood and motherhood of love. Human capacity is slow to discern and to grasp God's creation and the divine power and presence which go with it, demonstrating its spiritual origin. Genesis 2, verse 6. But there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. The science and truth of the divine creation have been presented in the verses already considered. And now the opposite error, a material view of creation, is to be set forth. The second chapter of Genesis contains a statement of this material view of God and the universe, a statement which is the opposite of scientific truth as before recorded. The science of the first record proves the falsity of the second. If one is true, the other is false, for they are antagonistic. The first record assigns all might and government to God and endows man out of God's perfection and power. The second record chronicles man as mutable and mortal, as having broken away from deity and as revolving in an orbit of his own. Existence separate from divinity science explains as impossible. 
The second record unmistakably gives the history of error in its externalized forms called life and intelligence in matter. Does God send sickness, giving the mother her child for the brief space of a few years and then taking it away by death? Is God creating anew what he has already created? The scriptures are definite on this point, declaring that his work was finished. Nothing is new to God and that it was good. Omnipotent and infinite mind made all and includes all. This mind does not make mistakes and subsequently correct them. God does not cause man to sin, to be sick, or to die. The word Adam is from the Hebrew Adama, signifying the red color of the ground, dust, nothingness. Jehovah declared the ground was accursed, and from this ground, or matter, sprang Adam, notwithstanding God had blessed the earth for man's sake. From this it follows that Adam was not the ideal man for whom the earth was blessed. The ideal man was revealed in due time and was known as Christ Jesus. <clears throat> the translators of this record of scientific creation entertained a false sense of being. They believed in the existence of matter, its propagation and power. From that standpoint of error, they could not apprehend the nature and operation of spirit. Hence, the seeming contradiction in that scripture, which is so glorious in its spiritual signification. Truth has but one reply to all error, to sin, sickness, and death. Dust, nothingness, thou art, and unto dust, nothingness, shalt thou return. As in Adam, error, all die, even so in Christ, truth, shall all be made alive. The materiality of man is a myth, for man is immortal. In divine science, man is the true image of God. The divine nature was best expressed in Christ Jesus, who threw upon mortals the truer reflection of God and lifted their lives higher than their poor thought models would allow thoughts which presented man as fallen, sick, sinning, and dying. The Christ-like understanding of scientific being and divine healing includes a perfect principle and idea, perfect God and perfect man, as the basis of thought and demonstration. It would be contrary to our highest ideas of God 
to suppose him capable of first arranging law and causation so as to bring about certain evil results, and then punishing the helpless victims of his volition for doing what they could not avoid doing. Whatever indicates the fall of man or the opposite of God or God's absence is the Adam dream, which is neither mind nor man, for it is not begotten of the Father. It is ignorance and false belief based on a material sense of things which hides spiritual beauty and goodness. Understanding this, Paul said, neither death nor life nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God. This is the doctrine of Christian science, that divine love cannot be deprived of its manifestation or object, that joy cannot be turned into sorrow, for sorrow is not the master of joy, that goodness can never produce evil, that matter can never produce mind, nor life result in death. The standard of perfection was originally God and man. Has God taken down his own standard and has man fallen? The relations of God and man, divine principle and idea, are indestructible in science and science knows no lapse from nor return to harmony, but holds the divine order or spiritual law in which God and all that he creates are perfect and eternal, to have remained unchanged in its eternal history. The great truth in the science of being that the real man was, is, and ever shall be perfect is incontrovertible. For if man is the image, reflection of God, he is neither inverted nor subverted, but upright and godlike. God, the divine principle of man, and man in God's likeness are inseparable, harmonious, and eternal. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer for our world.
Let's now sing hymn number 142. Immortal love, forever full, forever flowing free, forever shared, forever whole, a never-ebbing sea. Hymn number 142.
Let's now sing hymn number 221. O Jesus, our dear Master, thy works, now understood, reveal their full effulgence through love and brotherhood. Today, Christ's precious science, thy healing power makes plain. With joy may all obey thee and cast out sin and pain. Hymn number 221.
uh, we read from the Christian Science textbook, the scientific statement of being and the collective passages from 1 John 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, no substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation. For God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because he knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that had this hope in him purified himself, even as he is pure. Romans, for sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. Revelation, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Amen.